Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of the Spirituality Pod. Make sure you check out part one before you listen to this one. Uh, For a really quick recap, we talked about our background in spirituality and we started the conversation on dreams and how those two intertwine. And so you definitely want to listen to that one before you listen to this one. I hope you guys enjoy. Especially so much into it too. Yeah. It was super freaky deaky. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. I have um, two other dreams. Yeah. That I can think of. I know there's so many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of them all right now. I probably should have tried to think harder about this. I know it's going to hit me as I'm about to fall asleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to do it in chronological order this time. This one, this first one also has to do with Dylan. So hold on. Uh. So I, um, it was August, 2020, and I was nearing the end of my relationship with Azalea's father. And I was so afraid that I was making the wrong decision for my daughter and for myself, even though like gut thing, like gotta go, like, I know I gotta go, but I was so afraid how it was going to work out. And so I like, this was like one of the only times in my life in which I completely surrendered and was like a fucking sign, please. Cause I don't typically ask for signs. I'm afraid of being let down. Mm. <laughs> um, it's like Gabby and her pregnancy test. You don't want to take them cause you don't want it to be negative. Me yep. asking for signs. I'm not a big fan of doing that for me personally, because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Big little scary yep. pants. So, but this was one time where I was like literally sobbing myself to sleep. Like I need some sort of solace here. Right. And I go to bed and I have a dream that made zero fucking sense at the time. I'm walking (laughs) and this is right back in line with me never being able to see above someone's like chin or maybe Mm. if I'm lucky in a dream. And I'm staring down at my feet. For the majority of my dreams, I am looking at my fucking feet. So I'm watching my feet and I'm wearing like these black boots that I used to wear all the fucking time. And I'm walking on the trippiest motherfucking carpet I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen one like it. It's like blue and red and yellow with like thick black lines separating each color. And it's all kind of like swirling around each other. Not actively. Like this is just the pattern. Like it, it wasn't like an acid trip. Like it was <laughs> on the carpet. It looked like an abstract painting, but on a rug. And I remember like hearing this song fuck I wish I could remember what song it was but it was a very distinct song I was like oh I love this song and I said it out loud and there I knew that one of my best friends was right beside me at the time and I recognized her by her shoes she's always wearing the same goddamn Mm. shoes so I knew who it was without even having to look at her and I was like oh I love this song and I just remember everything in the dream feeling not like a dream like it felt wavy it was weird Mm. and I remember trying to look up at her and when I'm trying to like follow from her feet up her legs, up her body, I see these rows of curtains acting as walls. They don't go all the way to the ceiling. It's about six feet tall curtains and they're red velvet curtains. And I'm trying to like navigate through them. And after I say, girl, I love this song. I'm like, I have no fucking clue where I'm going. And she goes, it's okay. I know. And then the dream ends. And that's, mm. and I was like, 
what the fuck was that universe? Like, this is what I get for asking for a sign. Like, of course, I'm not going to get anything. This is why I don't fucking ask. I remember this dream. I remember when you had it. And I told you, I was like, bitch, what the fuck does this mean? You're like, Mm -hmm. I have no fucking clue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Any Mm -hmm. idea? I was straight up like, all my spiritual witchy bitches, help a homie out because Mm. I don't know what to make of this. And we're going to fucking fast forward to, I believe it was November. That very friend whose shoes I saw in the dream, she hits me up and she's like, hey, would you ever want to go to the Hollywood casino in Bangor? I was like, you know what? Sure. Like, (laughs) (laughs) makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. And I was like, okay, I'll go, but like, I'm not going to gamble. And she's like, that's fine. We'll just like split the cost of a hotel room because I had some like online streams of money at the time. So I wasn't like working a nine to five. I was still staying up, staying at home, being a mom, but I was finding a way to make a little bit of income offline. And with a little bit of money I had to spare, <laughs> with her. And she's like, oh my God, we should invite Marisol. And I was like, fuck yeah. So she invited Marisol. And then Marisol was like, oh my God, my boyfriend who works on a fucking boat all the time, <laughs> literally six months out of the year, he's gone like every other month or something like that. She's like, you guys, we've been together for three years and my best friends have never met him. He's going to be home during that time. I'm going to bring him. And we were like, whoop, whoop. We finally get to meet Steven. <laughs> like we mm. met her boyfriend. And then then I think it was the day of or the night before, so very, very close to when we had to go to the casino. Marisol was like, oh, by the way, Steven's gonna bring his best friend Dylan. <laughs> and we we're like, who the fuck is Dylan? And she was like, I think you guys met him at the bar around Halloween, something like that. It was very briefly though, because I was too busy taking care of the other friend because she was yakking in the bathroom. So I, I saw him in passing very quickly. And so we were like, okay, fine. The more the merrier. So it was going to be Marisol, Steven, and Dylan in one hotel room. And then me and Kayla splitting another hotel room at the casino. And the day of the casino, I was so fucking like, okay. So I read this theory online, literally (laughs) scrolling on my phone, trying to calm my fucking nerves, had no reason to be nervous at all. But my body felt like it was vibrating, like something was going on like fireworks were going off inside of my cells or something it was very weird no I was not high no I was not drunk (laughs) (laughs) so I'm scrolling on like Facebook or Instagram or something and maybe even YouTube I don't fucking know some sort of social media some bullshit and it was like if like if you believe in like time travel and warping and stuff like that, maybe you feeling anxious and nervous is actually you feeling excited in the future for past you and what you're about to experience because those are two very- and with no context, you feel anxiety. But when there's context, especially good context, you can write it as excitement. Very similar feeling. So I'm like reading that. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to call my fucking anxiety attack. Bitch, uh, yeah, I was excited. It's me being excited right now, sending it back to that bitch. Because I literally, <laughs> when we get to the hotel, it was a giant fuck show. It was terrible, but great all at the same time. It was just like one big steaming hot fucking mess. And then there's a point where I'm so goddamn drunk and I'm walking through this goddamn casino and I look at the carpets and it's the same motherfucking carpets in my dream. And it's the same motherfucking song. And I go, I love this song. And I was like, 
bitch. <laughs> like I said that, I said that, I said that, I said that in my dream all the way back in August. And then I like go to look up at my friend and I see like the rows of curtains and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then because I'm drunk, I'm not saying what I'm thinking in my mind. I say like the first thing that pops out of my mouth, you know, like when you're drunk, like you're having this internal monologue, but that's not what's coming. Yes. Out it's like a wall. So in the front wall where my mouth is <laughs> out popped. I have no clue where I'm going. Like I'm so lost right now. And then my friend is like, it's okay. I know where we're going. Boom. That's yep. the night I met my soulmate. So cheers. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. No, that's so fucking. Oh, no, you go. Continue. Sorry. It broke up a little bit when I started saying that. I'm sorry. It's so fucking cute. That's all I was going to say. And, and amazing and magical. Very crazy. Very crazy. A lot of synchronicities with this motherfucker over here on the couch. <laughs> the only other dream that I can recall right now that came true was Gabby having a daughter. I was dead motherfucking set <laughs> that she have a boy. And a couple weeks before she gave birth, I had a dream where I went up to her house and there was this beautiful little baby that was like kind of pale. And I was confused because Gabby is tan and Brandon is half black, right? Yep. So I'm like, what are you doing? Whose wet ass baby is this? But she had like these beautiful long eyelashes. And you told me her name and it started with an A and I didn't catch it. And I was like, oh my God, ah, so pretty. <laughs> That's all I could remember is the sound like the ah sound. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up the next morning and immediately texting you like, I think you're having a girl. I had a dream. Yep. My dreams are always right. My intuition apparently always wrong. So girl. <laughs> and yeah. behold, she had a girl. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember you, you being like kind of, I was kind of bummed because we were, I was really sure I was having a boy and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Now Emma's feeling like I'm having a girl. She dreamt I'm having a girl and you were trying to like make me feel better. You're like, but maybe it was just a really beautiful boy. And you know, like it seemed <laughs> like a girl, but it's I, baby's eyelashes were just really long. Like it could have just been a boy with really long eyelashes yeah. and you know, like it was a girl, but it was really pale. So maybe it was like, I was kind of dreaming about Izzy. Like it was just this whole like dialogue around it. Like, I tried so hard to make you feel I know you did. I know you did, dude. So and she hard. was a girl. But in the she back of my girl. head, I was like, she's a fucking girl. She's was, a girl. Like, funny where you were like, well, Emma had a dream. And at this point in our friendship and all of my other friendships, relationships in life, if I say, hey, so I had a dream, everyone's like, future. Future. Mm. You just drop the future little that's so raven style which actually brings us into deja vu right yeah. what is your relationship with deja vu should i define it to people first or no yeah okay. yeah define it define it sure so deja vu is a phenomenon that a person experiences when they feel that they've experienced an event in their past studies show that it's not a psychic experience of course they say that <laughs> but rather a little trick the brain does and then there's a different kind of deja vu that I can't fucking say because it's in French and I did not Google how to say it first. So I'm not even going to try, mm. um, but just look up deja vu in dreams. It'll give you your answer. Anyway, uh, so that instance is something different and there's no trick to it. So the second form of deja vu that has an actual different name to it that I just can't fucking pronounce. Yeah. That you've 
So deja vu means already seen, while deja, rave, I think, whatever. Yeah. Dreamed. Deja, rave, rave, deja rave. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't speak French. Dylan's a French. So ask him how to say. <laughs> I feel like the dream, the casino dream, was that deja rave, or however you say it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Deja raw. <laughs> deja raw. Um, dude, I have deja vu all the time. All the time. There's been times in my life where it's like way more frequently, and then times in my life where it doesn't happen as frequently. Um, I'm in a non frequent area right now. Are you too? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. Um, but none of the things that I've deja vu about have really, at least at this point in my life, they weren't significant, not significant enough for me to remember even right now to tell you. Yeah. It always just happens like in a moment. I'm just like, Ooh, 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 I've been here before. I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I don't think I've ever genuinely experienced deja vu. It is mm-hmm. always the second option, the dream, already ah, dreamed mm-hmm. one. And for the most part, it's dreams that I have long forgotten about. And for me, mostly it's snippets of conversations that don't make sense. Ah, uh, yep. And I'll just hear someone say something in a dream and I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. And then it happens <laughs> in real life and it is something of monumental meaning, something really mm. fucking important. And I just didn't remember it from the dream until they said it and I can literally predict what they're gonna say in my head before they say it and I already know what I'm gonna say and then immediately after I'm like I have to finish out this dialogue before I can say deja vu like (laughs) because if I don't the little the little nitpicky part of me is gonna be like bitch didn't finish it like (laughs) (laughs) yep yep um what about you do you think you've had any deja vu in relation to dreams you've had that have come true aside from your mom's breast cancer situation that you can recall? Not that I can recall nothing. And, you know, I've never had like a a moment like that. I don't think I've ever experienced that second option where like I've dreamt of vu. Yeah. Deja vu all the time. So yeah. When that happens to you, because Amara is that, hey, Amara, (laughs) we've um, talked about it in our group chat before. And she says that when it happens to her, it's like, um, like a body stopping, like have to sit down, have to breathe. Like it's a very Mm. full body experience for her. How does it affect you? It's not like that at all for me. I'm just kind of like a in passing, like it's, it feels the same as if like I hiccuped. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like, okay. Huh. I wonder this feels really familiar right now. Yeah. And then it's just, I carry on. That's crazy. Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes I do think about it a bit after, you know, I'm like, Hmm, what, what was that about? You know what? I wonder what I was tapping into. I wonder what I was experiencing. I wonder. Yeah. I, I think about it sometimes, but other times it's just a, just pass right through. What do you kind of think it could be? sometimes my best guess honestly is like a wrinkle in the fucking vortex I don't know like, vortex. like <laughs> the, you know where 
we're um, tapping into potentially another like parallel universe. I was waiting for or, that. Yeah, that's Come for on, girl, me. That's, yeah. And God, there's another word too that we used, Brandon and I talking about this the other day. Oh, like another dimension. dimension. <laughs> yep. Like same things going on. And I think that in in a parallel universe situation, you're not always doing the same thing as yeah. you are in your other parallels. But, but occasionally, over. yeah, occasionally you are and you're fucking all there at the same time. And you're just like, whoa, Dude, why does this feel so familiar? Like fucking like, oof, to some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. that's crazy that's really yeah. cool to think about that kind of yeah. wish that I genuinely experienced deja vu I feel like with me and my personality there's no if, mm-hmm. if like multiple dimensions and parallel universes are real there's no fucking way this same bitch is making the same decision in every single one to lead up to <laughs> one singular moment where it all lines up yeah there's no way there, I'm too mm-hmm. indecisive for that there's no fucking way it's just like I will flip a coin on a day-to-day basis to figure out what I'm gonna eat <laughs> you know yep but when it's dream related that's where like my shit really comes Mm -hmm. through that's so funny Mm. about are you cool to move into like synchronicities a bit totally so I kind of talked about synchronicities in a lot of how my dreams played out into my real life scenarios and especially extended beyond that with like meeting Dylan and the 11 situation and the cabin situation, me having a daughter first and us meeting at the casino and, and then moving on to like his dad helping produce a movie that my childhood crush was in, who I thought was starring in the cabin dream. Like it was just like this crazy giant synchronization moment. So it's defined synchronicities are incidents of spiritual significance that ask us to momentarily dampen our self-obsession and consider the possibility of the divine. Synchronistic experience, experiences leave us with a curious sense that we should pay attention. What do you think about that, Gab? I I mean, I 100% buy it. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't know that I really experienced that an awful lot. Yeah? I don't know, maybe. Well, sort of with um what's happening with you and angel numbers currently yeah yeah that's and that's not something that's always happened with me either so it do you feel like like seeing angel numbers is a synchronicity I think that they go hand in hand yeah like I think that synchronicities can stand alone and Mm -hmm. I think that angel numbers can also stand alone especially when angel numbers occur when you're definitely not looking for them, but also mm. where you're not in a situation in which you could even apply them to any sort of context. Mm. It's like, you're giving me a kind of like a ball out of nowhere here. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this, like yeah. numerology, but okay. But with you, it's been a lot of angel numbers and synchronicities. Like you'll be having a certain conversation or a certain thought, or you'll be doing a certain thing and the exact right angel number will line up with whatever you're doing, thinking, feeling, talking about, so on. Yeah. And I have to like, say it to myself, like you're really seeing this right now. Cause 
And, and honestly, I will say that I know I say, I will say a lot. I'm realizing that I'm always just like, I will say, (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying right now, it's I'm a saying. fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm saying you're all listening to my <laughs> blah, blah, blahing. Okay. Um, every single fucking day, I light my candles on my altar and I ask my spirit guides, my ancestors, the universe for any guidance, any support, any wisdom. I am open. I am open. I am fucking open. And I mean it. And I mean it with all my heart. And I, um, and I make sure that I'm only open for positive. I don't want any dark forces. I don't want any negative bullshit. I only want loving kin, you know, I've never in my life, I've always been scared. I've always been scared to ask for a sign. Also, I feel the same. I've always been scared to truly open up. And right now I'm not. Do you think that your fear and truly opening up has to do with your roots in the Catholic religion? Possibly. Cause I, that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to upset or offend anybody here, but I, from my outside perspective and hearing what people who used to participate in that faith and chose no longer to was that they couldn't get behind the whole fear-based motive behind it. And so I'm wondering if that part of your past spirituality, that kind of fear hindrance is translating into your current one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's almost subconscious. I was so young when I was sort of being taught. I was super young and super impressionable when my, my early years in religion Yeah. Um, but yeah. And also, I also don't want to, like, I kind of know how things are going to end with certain things. And it's almost like, I don't want to have to hurt Mm -hmm. or I don't want to be disappointed, you know, about things, but I truly am open right now. And I really feel it in my gut. And it's interesting because since I started saying, asking for guidance and, anything. Yeah. These numbers started showing up and it's, it's so crazy. It's like, I will be in my head about something worrying, 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 and I'll pick up my phone and it'll say 11, 11, or, you know, all these different things today. It was four fours. Yeah. Did I, did I not tell you that earlier? Girl, me too. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Emma, tell me what the four. Okay. My fours only. When is this podcast coming out? I might have to cut this out and only tell you. Okay. My fours come in relationship to me moving. No shit. Like a big lifestyle shift. Like when we were looking for this apartment, I was constantly looking for signs everywhere and they weren't anywhere. (laughs) They were everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Like I was looking too deeply for it. And when I finally like let go with everything, we found this apartment and we just decided to do like a quick little drive by one day to be like, is that our future house? And I looked at the clock on the dash and it was 444. And I was like, I've never received that angel number. Like, I wonder what that means. Looked it up. 
And I had to like kind of dig for a positive meaning because I don't accept any negative meanings for me personally because I will, a bitch will spiral. <laughs> I'm not Dude, yes, thank you. So, um, and it was basically like a transformative time in your life movement and mm. travel. And I was like, that's fucking interesting and took note of it. And you know how Dylan and I have the thing with the Ford fucking Rangers? Yes. Ford fucking Rangers everywhere. Every- <gasps> that's yep. like your guys's little omen it's that's like your little omen ah, you guys there was um I didn't notice this until after we moved here and Dylan and I took a little walk down our sidewalks and I looked up and I saw when our town was established and it was established on my mom's birthday on my aunt Dana's birthday and on her day. <gasps> and she's like, I consider her like one of my angels or whatever, wow. whatever. So I saw that and was so shooketh that like I had to stop walking. I was like, oh my God, girl, you've been right here. And there were so many other synchronicities that had come with this place in particular, like so many, I can't even list them all out right now. But that was a, that was a major thing. Damn. So what, what about you? Did you need some reassurance with your four, four, fours? So in your gut and in your intuition, what does, how does four, how do, how do fours feel? Repetitive fours to me for sure. Ha. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dad joke. Um, definitely represent movement, transformation, travel for me personally. Okay. For sure. But like a major um, shift in either lifestyle or surroundings. Interesting. All right. So, you know, as you know, I've just recently opened my portals. <laughs> that sounds like oddly sexual. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, portal for you, baby. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I spiraled a little bit this morning. So I walked by. I wasn't really thinking about anything in particular um, when this number showed up, but I walked through my living room and on this little like clicker, I don't even know where this thing came from. It's something that Rhea brought home from like a stop my watch? girlfriend. No, it's not, well, it's not a, it's not a stopwatch because it's not a watch, but it does have little numbers on it and you press the numbers and they change. I think it's an old fashioned step counter. <laughs> dude I don't know what this thing is it just yeah it just has a click clicky thing on it and it's I'll have to show it to you later okay yeah. but um but I see four fours and I and I yelled and I was like Brandon check this out I'm seeing repetitive numbers everywhere our poor, I wonder all said husbands not our husbands but you know like these poor men are so subject to all of our woo-woo shit like baby you see that number <laughs> holy shit yep and I've been kind of expressing to him too about the 11 11 thing because these numbers are showing up for me and I was like I wonder what the fours mean like I wonder what this one means yeah um because I didn't have an experience with it before so I looked it up and immediately was like oh like it's super negative. If you look it up, I'm gonna pull it oh, up. Oh, this dude, this is a whole different thing than I got this morning. Now that it, when I just pulled it up now, it's looking completely different than it was this morning. No fucking <laughs> way. That's oh, weird. Shit. That's weird. So there's a lot on four 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 four. 
The thing that popped up this morning that upset me right off the bat was um, angel number 4444 represents challenges. Though we perceive challenges as something bad, your guardian angels are sending you this sending you this number to remind you that you're not alone, basically, is what that one says. Um, there's so every different post is different. Mm-hmm. A lot of them right here are saying uh, 4444 is a sign. Well, anyway, this morning, I just saw challenges, challenges, challenges. You're about to go through a hard spell. You're about to face challenges. Just know you're going to be okay and you're not alone. And I was like, uh, no, thanks. Like life (laughs) isn't life challenging enough right now. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. And, but now I'm seeing all this other stuff about your hard work is about to pay off. Yeah, that's what um, I mainly got when I researched 4444. Yeah? 444. Um, the, the first thing that pops up is 4444 is a sign from your guardian angels that you are about to meet your twin flame. <laughs> your life will take on a new meeting if you can establish a strong relationship with your twin flame. However, I don't know if I'm really going to listen to a webs this article coming from ipublishing.co okay <laughs> yeah um but i ended up just sticking with the one that i ended up finding finding that um was it said you may be going through hard times right now but when 4444 shows up you should be reassured that your spirit guides, your guardian angels, your whatever, the universe is working with you and that you're not alone and that you are supported and you can tap into that energy quickly for support. Yeah. Yeah. So that felt good. That's All this really cool. bullshit about challenges. I'm like, I don't want any more challenges. Well, Shit's been hard as fuck lately. I don't know about you, but like for me personally and for a couple other people that I know, angel numbers, you kind of have to take them. Also, if you don't know, angel numbers is just like a basic belief in numerology. Angel numbers are a repetitive sequence of three or four numbers that appear in seemingly random places in your life to convey a spiritual or divine message. Anyways, for me personally, whatever I'm thinking about or experiencing within that moment, it's 9-11. Um, <laughs> um, has to do with the context in which that angel number is arriving. So whatever like worries or fears, like when we were trying to find an apartment for like five, six fucking months and mm. nothing was coming up. And we were in a technically long distance relationship at the time. Like all I wanted and all him and I were fucking constantly working so hard for was to get a place together. And then right when the place that we ended up in right now popped up, I started seeing my fours everywhere. My 11s Mm. took a backseat and the fours came forward. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So I think it, it really just genuinely has to do with where your mind is and what questions you're currently asking yourself. I wonder what I was thinking about in that moment. Yeah. I think it, uh, angel numbers have like 
they can have a lot of meaning and a lot of impact, but you have to be relatively self-aware and not really trust in this instance, what the internet tells you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like coming to an, I just, I guess I, I don't really feel like the source is taking the time to type up shit on Google. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like you just kind of have to like go with your gut. I wish that I did have like a good, cause I don't have a lot of experience with um, angel numbers. So I don't even, and maybe it's the Aquarius in me speaking. That's like, I don't feel anything from it. I don't feel like I don't connect anything to it. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I want to be told what it means. Yeah. But I wish I had a trusted source to tell me what it means. So at least until I can develop my own connections with these things. Yeah. Kind of like the tarot. Yeah. Maybe just hit me up next time and I'll help you work through it. I will. I should have right away. I should have been like, yo, I'm not going to Google. Like first step one, turn off Google. Thank you for joining us on our second part to our spirituality pod. We are officially uploading every Monday now, so you can catch the final part to this episode next Monday. We hope to see you there and don't forget we are here for you.